You may have heard of us, but you might not know Bank First is a community bank that has no fee ATM access, interest and perks earning checking accounts. With online and mobile banking, mortgages for every stage of life, and modern business banking for businesses, small and big. We keep it all together to put you first. Do you bank with us? You should. Bank First is an equal housing lender and a member FDIC. And welcome to Sunday Coffee. I'm Bart Gregory along with Charlie Winfield and the Farm Bureau Studios. Go with the home team at Farm Bureau. Check them out at favorites.com. Well, the Bulldogs have gone to Columbia, Missouri, split up first two games with the Tigers, won 13-4 on Friday, lost 19-8 to yesterday. And so, Charlie Winfield, hey, man, um, not to borrow the quote because sometimes it will drive you a little bit crazy, but as Ron Polk says, that's the thing about this game, man. One day is completely different than the next, and you can go out and, and win by nine runs and completely dominate a team with 20 hits, the most hits you've had all season long, and then come back the next day and give up a nine spot in an inning and get beat 19 to eight. This is part of the game, isn't it? Everything changes depending on the guy on the mound, doesn't it? And I think that's the thing we saw Mississippi State yesterday. You know, Preston Johnson's been really good at times for Mississippi State, but, but man, yesterday just couldn't put it all together. You know, it was almost like Luke Hancock was back there just telling the guys what's coming. Made you think of Bull Durham, right? You know, hey, Charlie, here comes the fastball. And it was it was like, you know, Houston Astros kind of stuff. Somebody was banging on a garbage can and – telling them what pitch was coming because, boy, it just got – it got rough, particularly there in the fifth and sixth. It did. And, you know, you look back early in the game when Missouri scores four runs in the first inning, hit the grand slam, and then come back with two runs in the bottom of the second inning. You know, we had got it back to four to three. They scored two more in the bottom of the second. But the thing that stands out, Charlie, was – and, hey, it's tough. When, when you're pitching in a windy day, and that's one of the things we don't talk about a lot. I mean, it's one thing for it to be a, a little misting rain, but it's another thing for the wind to be blowing very hard. And it makes it tough for a pitcher out there, and it makes you a little bit uncomfortable. Uh, I'm not making excuses, but I guess I am right now. All of a sudden, you've got a turf mound that you're not maybe used to. So then the thing that stands out to me, Charlie, you look at the hits that Missouri got early in the game, and you look in the first and the second inning, how many times the first pitch was ball one? Now, oh, now, wait a minute. Wait a minute. We gave up 19 runs. That's the most runs that Missouri has ever scored in an SEC baseball game. And so you're coming out of the box with the wind and the mound. That, that's where we're going. I mean, I'm just going to be honest, okay? I'm, I'm going to be the other side of this for a minute. I don't care if we're on ice skates on the mound. I don't care if we're throwing it underhanded. That that was just a really, really tough day. And while you're you're right when you talk about early in the ball game, ball one, let me take you to the sixth inning because this is what frustrates me. Hit by pitch to start the inning, a one two count. On the home run, an O one count. Hit by pitch later in the inning on a one two count. So it wasn't like we were just always getting squeezed and couldn't get our footing. We got hammered. We absolutely got hammered. Well, I didn't want to, I didn't want to be the guy to go there. 
I was trying to be the positive bar today, okay? And if you can be positive in a 19-8 to loss, I'm just saying that kind of set the tone. When you're talking about it, the game was already out of reach. They already had confidence, and they're, you know, they're, they're just blowing it away. Thank goodness they missed the two-point conversion, and we got ours, and you lose 19-8. to But, you know, early on, early on, it was falling behind, and then, you know, running some ball. We gave up hits. We we gave up some hits. But the hit batsman and the walk, only the one hit in the first inning with four runs kills you. Okay, so you actually bring up a good point. And I want you – I'm curious to, as to when you think the ball game was over. This is a point. There's not a right or wrong necessarily. But they were talking about it a lot on the broadcast, this idea of if you're Chris Lamonis, you want to know whether you're back in it or not. At some points, you know where to go in your bullpen. I didn't think, and and look, we ultimately did not score enough runs for me to be right. I didn't think the ball game was over when it was 10-6. to 6. It just had the potential to be a high-scoring day. I mean, it was certainly conceivable that we score four more runs in our final three at-bats at that point. Now, I would say this, in the bottom of the sixth, it got over in a hurry. Oh yeah, I mean it was it was done. I'm I'm trying to think back, and I just haven't had a chance to go back and look through box scores and things of that nature. This is something that Joe Deere would be phenomenal at. Is looking at the last time we gave up nine runs in an inning. I mean it's been a long time. I can't remember. It's been a while. But the way you did it with the walks and and things of that nature, uh, it was just it got it got long in a hurry. The hit batsman, then the home run. And then you started getting hit. You know, man got hit, and then all of a sudden you go to the bullpen. You know, Cam told her we were hoping that, uh, that he could kind of bounce back, and we were hoping that Tuesday night game against Ole Miss and Tepper as well, that that was going to be the you know, the groundwork laid for the rest of the season, that we were going to turn the corner in our pitching staff. And, uh, man, hey, <laughs> that, uh, you know, bases loaded walk in there. I mean, you just had so many different things that, uh, just just recipes for disaster right there. Now, the thing that jumps back is, all right, today is game three. And so, Charlie, you know, we don't get on here much at all and talk about must wins because sometimes you can go back and say, all right, it's, it's not imperative. you still got a lot of room to make up. I don't know if there's ever been more of a definition of a must win than what you see today in Columbia, Missouri for Mississippi State. 9-11 and 11 in the SEC. You're running out of games to play. you got three more weekends after this one. And none of them are going to be easy. you still got Tennessee out there. And by the way, we got to talk about Tony Vitello and his annex yesterday. Did you see this, the deal with Auburn? I did. I saw where, you know, Pierce hit the home run. And I'm, I'm, I've said it on here many a time. I'm not a fan of the bat flip. He spun it up, and it looked like it hit the ground and then spun toward the Tennessee dugout, right at the Tennessee dugout, which I thought was you know, pretty good, to be honest with you. But if all, for all teams out there to raise a fit about a bat being tossed and to act like complete, utter fools – you talk about pot calling the kettle black. Tennessee getting mad about something like that? you got to be kidding me. There has been less production around WWE main events than there has been around a Tennessee home run at times this year. 
They're absolute. It's just an absolute clown show. In any event, I thought that was great to see them. But the, look, they're still coming to town, so all those antics are gonna get on the bus and come down here to Starville. It's gonna be tough to take a game. Think about that. Much less win a series. They've only lost. They are eighteen and two in league play. It's gonna be tough to get a game from them. You got Texas A and M out there. They're beatable, but they're twelve and nine in the league. They're better than we are, just to be candid. And then you've got Florida. It puts a lot of pressure on that Florida series. And so if you're Mississippi State and you're saying, I've got to get to fourteen wins, that seems to be the number that everybody wants to talk about. Never mind even putting the pressure of fifteen on yourself. If you don't get today, Boy, going five and four in those final three weeks is going to be really tough to try to get to 14. Well, and I was going to say, you know, when you start looking at winning 15 and going 15 and 15, a win today and all of a sudden you got to win five of your last nine. The good thing is you're playing two out of three series at home, but you look at who you're playing against with Florida, who is really you know, beginning to play a little bit better now. Now they're playing Kentucky this weekend, so it's been a little bit easier to get a little bit of momentum going there. But Tennessee is going to be good at the very end. And going to Texas A&M, who won two out of three at, eight at, uh, at Vanderbilt this weekend, that's not going to be an easy trip either. And so, yeah, you look at today, and if you can win today, and then you can win five of your last nine, you're looking at 15 and 15 in the league. But, you know, Charlie, I was looking at, uh, at RPI. You know, our RPI has only gone down one this week. And that we're at 77 compared to where we were last last Sunday. And so when you start looking at RPI and Warren Nolan and we, we start getting all these numbers, this predicted RPI, have you seen the predicted RPI? It has us losing all three games to Tennessee. It has us winning two out of three against Florida and has us losing two out of three against Texas A&M. And that with a predicted RPI would put us at an RPI of 63 and 12 and 18 in the SEC. And so, oh boy, you ain't getting in right there. No, and imagine that fall from national champion to not get again. That's the thing. We, if this, I still believe this is a team that if you can get in in a three-game series has got a chance to push its way through. You've got a chance to win a regional even on the road. But you know what? I probably got some maroon-colored glasses on just saying that when, you know, the conversation is, do you even get in? I think we've – it's weird. when I want to say we have the hitting, but then someday our, our bats just aren't there. Other days they are. Yesterday, though, kind of highlighted for me the real concern is can you piece together three games worth of pitching? Because it's almost like we're deciding – you know what, there's just some guys I got to keep off limits until I think I can win a ball game. And even those guys are at times are a little bit shaky. Now, were you impressed at all by the job Cheatham did out of the bullpen? You know, he's not a guy who's thrown a lot of innings this year, but you keep looking, hoping somebody could piece it together. And you can say, well, it's mop-up duty at the end. But, you know, Missouri wasn't making substitutions at the end of that ball game. It wasn't like they were – running a ton of pitch hitters up there. And so, you know, Cheatham comes in, goes two and a third, gives up two hits, strikes out four. And, you know, the big thing to me, he didn't walk anybody. He didn't hit anybody. You know, faced nine batters, mostly through strikes. 
I got to take something from yesterday. As far as the mound goes, that's all I got for you. Well, and it's been a month since Cole has pitched. He pitched against Arkansas back on April the 1st, so it's been a month. And in that game, he went one and two-third, gave up no runs, no hits. He walked four, though, and had one strikeout. And like you said, Charlie, he comes back yesterday, and he strikes out four, doesn't walk anybody, gives up a couple hits, but everybody was hitting yesterday for Missouri and two and a third of works. And so you're going to have to have some left-handed help out of that bullpen. You're going to have to. Well, we're going to have to have some help, period. It doesn't matter if it's left, right, ambidextrous, or whatever. It's good. We're going to have some help out of the bullpen. Yeah, and, I, and right now we're running out of options of where it can come from. So, hey, Cole Cheatham um, threw 37 pitches today, or excuse me, threw 37 yesterday. You know, in travel ball, he's still legal for today. We could roll him back out there if we had to. But, you know, you figure today, look, let's – Kind of turn the page a little bit. You figure today, you have to hope that you're going to get a good start. And then on the back end, you got Fristo. You still got Casey Hunt out there. The thing that would be frustrating is if you don't get the good start and effectively Fristo and Hunt just get wasted on the weekend. That's the, They have to pitch meaningful innings for us right now. So you hope you get a chance to, to hand them the ball with a chance to do something. Well, and that's the thing you worry about Kate Smith today. And and Kate has been so good for us this season. But in his last three starts against LSU, he had five walks and five innings. Two weeks ago against Auburn in six innings, he had four walks. Last week against Ole Miss, he had four walks and five and a third. So the walks are creeping up on you with Kate Smith. And you don't want to fall behind. We saw what Missouri can do when you fall behind yesterday. The wind again today is going to be a factor. The wind blowing out yesterday was a factor. The wind is going to be a factor today. It's going to be blowing 17 miles an hour straight out the right center field. And so it's not going to be conducive for a day to be a pitcher's day at the ballpark. And Cade Smith gives up more fly ball outs than he does ground outs. Not alarmingly so, but so far this year, 62 fly ball outs, 49 ground outs so far on the season. So then you wonder, boy, it'd be a great day to have a sinker ball pitcher, but we just don't have one. No, we don't. And, hey, here's the thing that's beginning to creep back up on on you too when you start thinking about overall as a pitching staff. In SEC games – we are tied with Missouri for 12th in the league. We've given up 37 home runs in SEC play. Missouri has given up 37 home runs in SEC play. Today could be a big-time scoring scoring game for both teams. And you look at Cade Smith, we talked about the fly balls that he allows. Six appearances in SEC games, he's allowed six home runs. So he's a guy that – you know, opponents can get some lift on, and this is not a day. You know, how many times do we talk about staying on top of the fastball, line drive, that type thing? Yesterday was one, just a good deep pop-up might have done it, and lift is your friend in this ballpark up in Columbia. Well, what's, what's funny now, Charlie, is through the SEC games, right now in, in, all the, in the 20 SEC games, R.J. Yeager leads the SEC in league-only home runs. He's hit 11 home runs in league play. 11 of his 15 have come in SEC play. But Mann for Missouri is right behind him with 10. 
And so you got a couple guys who have been swinging it well lately. RJ hit another home run yesterday. He's hit a home run in three of his last four games. All right, let me ask you this question. Looking back, if we're looking for any kind of positives whatsoever, because I'm the glass half full Bart this morning, because I am drinking coffee from Strange Brew Coffee House. Strange Brew, I just I, I drink the blueberry cobbler flavored coffee. And this morning I made a big old pot down here on the farm. And I got it over at Woody's and Noxipater. They'll send you the pods. They've sent me the pods before. And uh, anything that you want online at strangebrewcoffeehouse.com, they'll ship to you the mugs, the coffee, whatever. And once again, our good friends at Strange Brew Coffee House. All right, so I'm looking back at uh, Friday night. We win, we win 13-4. to four. And so let me ask you this, Charlie Winfield. The broadcast was trying to tell me that Mississippi State had short swings and was working to the ball. We did not have any big swings at all. And so as you viewed the game on Friday night, did you share that assessment? Because if that was the case, we have completely changed our approach from what we have seen in the previous 45 games. I did not share that assessment. Neither, however, did I disagree with the assessment because I was in the vehicle listening to Jim Ellis and Ron Polk. So uh, that topic did not come up very much in that broadcast. It was basically we were squaring it up. So as far as the TV broadcast, I can't speak intelligently about Friday. Okay. Well, that's a fair point. But it was it was driven to me a couple times about how that we were short to the ball with short with our swing. And I was like, you know what, I, <laughs> I, haven't, uh, I haven't witnessed that all season long. But uh, anyway, to your point, it would certainly be a change from what I was uh, used to seeing out of us. Uh, that would have uh, would have surprised me had you told me that you accepted their premise. Hey, speaking of R.J. Yeager, this is the guy we thought we were getting. I mean, early in the year, he had his struggles, and he started off in the leadoff spot, and hey, he played himself out of the lineup some. But at the end of the day, man, that guy has been really solid for you. And, that, and that's a transfer that has really hit for you as your second baseman in the leadoff spot now. You, you've got to be proud of the way that RJ's playing. Going back to last year with Scotty DeBrul, this year with RJ Yeager, don't we almost have to assume going forward that there's going to be an adjustment period for any transfer, no matter how good, who's moving up divisions because at the end of the year last year Scotty DeBrule was hugely important to us at winning a national championship R.J. Yeager is one of the big reasons that we can even talk about being in the SEC tournament if it happens this year but those are two good ball players both of whom really struggled the first third of the year before they figured it out I get it there's the Sonny Deshera example over at Auburn, a guy that played really well from the beginning. But it's kind of almost a word of caution, isn't it, going forward? You know, I guess both hope and caution. Number one, you can get some really good players through the transfer portal. Number two, don't put a whole lot of expectation on opening weekend that they're going to come out there and hit three out of the yard and play gold glove defense either. 
did you like seeing Cam James move, move down in the lineup? It looks like Cam really performed well in the game on Friday. He got a hit yesterday. He went one for four with an RBI and really didn't – it wasn't a big factor in the game when you're down that big, especially late in the game. But moved him down, moved Hancock up to number two and just kind of moved everybody up a spot. It looks like he, – he looks like he's getting more comfortable down in the bottom of the order. Yeah, I thought so. Now, at the same time, you know, Cam James is – Hitting what three thirteen in the league after yesterday, or three thirteen on the season? I'd have to go back and look at SEC only. Um, but he hasn't been struggling terribly. But I think the thing is, you've just got to mix your lineup up a little bit, and to have him down there hitting, I like him hitting behind Cumbest and Clark. I think it helps get Kellum Clark some pitches to hit, and that's another guy who hit the ball on Friday. You know, he goes three for four. And I think you have to respect the fact that Cam James is sitting there behind him, and you hope maybe that gets him a few more pitches to hit. All right, Charlie. Hey, listen, it kind of feels weird. We've, we've kind of gone a couple of days without uh, seeing each other. Friday, everything kind of went haywire for us and, and our real jobs. And we did not have our tracks plus deep dig on Friday. We'll have that. We'll kind of tack an extra one on at the end and – and uh, do another Tracks Plus Deep Dig. Tracks Plus with four locations, three in the state of Mississippi, Hickory, Mississippi, Columbus and Starkville, Summit, Mississippi, then Alexandria, Louisiana, Daniel Bounds and Fred Fulton over in Columbus. you got Ken Crosby down in Hickory, Gresh Howell in Summit, and then Hoop Weems down in Alexandria, Louisiana. Uh, get that great barco equipment for the Forester, the Saney excavators and mini excavators, and then, of course, Massey Ferguson tractors and implements. And, of course, a big array of used equipment also, one of the biggest used equipment distributors in the South. And now they have jumped into the equipment rental world. And Chad Tillman and the, the gang uh, getting all these. Uh, if, you, if you need the weekend warriors out there trying to clear some stuff out on Friday, Saturday, Sunday, they'll rent you to a piece of equipment for the weekend or by the day, by the month, whatever you need. And so go by and see our friends at Tracks Plus. Go to tracksplus.com. And so we were not in the studio on Friday. Back again today. We'll be back tomorrow for our Monday show. And so going back to the point, you don't want to make it too big. But today is massive. And you'd like to see us kind of come out and set the tone early here in the first inning of game three of this series. Yeah, if the wind's blowing out, let's go ahead and let R.J. Yeager hit just one more out this weekend. I mean, the guy, the guy's been hit with power. Get Luke Hancock going, boy. First inning, I think, is really important for us. Uh, I think it's just critical to get our pitcher staked out to a lead today. Yep. All right, a uh, little short Sunday coffee this morning for you. We're, uh, I'm at the farm. Charlie's in parts unknown, as he always is. And so, hey, enjoyed it as always. Yeah, I guess we'll be back tomorrow, hopefully talking about, hey, two out of three wasn't so bad. We'll be sitting here saying it really didn't matter that we got beat 19 to whatever. They're all just a loss. It all counts the same, 5-4, to 6. We took two out of three. That's all we needed to do. Hopefully that's what we're saying. Because if we're not, it's not going to be good. <laughs> hey, Enjoyed it as always. Once again, thanks to our sponsors here on Sunday Coffee, Strange Brew Coffee House, Strange Brew with three locations, two in the city of Startville, the main location on Highway 12 and Spring Street, University Drive, and then in Tupelo at Brewpelo, Strange Brew Coffee. Go to strangebrewcoffeehouse.com. 
And then, of course, Farm Bureau. Go with the home team at Farm Bureau. Check them out at favorites.com with agents all across the state of Mississippi. Farm Bureau, you just can't go wrong with a great customer service, home, life, auto, whatever you're in the market for in the insurance world. Go see our friends at Farm Bureau. Tracks Plus with four locations. Go to tracksplus.com for all that great equipment. And then our good friends at Bank First. Go to bankfirstfs.com for all your lending needs, home, mortgage, whatever you need. Uh, business loans, commercial lending, bankfirstfs.com. For Charlie Winfield, I'm Bart Gregory. Appreciate you guys listening to us here on Sunday Coffee.